Looking to take you and your real estate business to the next level? You're in the right place. Laying foundations for real estate success? This is the No Fluff, No BS podcast about real estate for real estate agents and other industry professionals looking to up their game. Unfiltered short form sales meetings, interviews with agents from every walk of life, and ramble sessions about everything real estate. Welcome to a new mindset. You are listening to Reraw. And now, introducing your host, James Hoff. What's happening, Reraw Nation? Welcome to another sales meeting. Happy to have you. I hope you're coming off of an incredibly successful weekend, busy for all the right reasons. Don't forget to find some time for yourself. Uh, if you haven't been doing that lately, incredibly important to help you avoid burnout. I know it's crazy out in the field. Hell, I'm out in the field with you, so I get it. Today, I want to talk a little bit about pre-approvals, pre-qualification letters. I know they're a little bit different, but something to show any kind of financial credibility or validation from a prospective buyer who wants to go see houses. How do you handle that? How do you handle that? Someone recently reached out to me and, and said, you know... You mention all the time, or I see you post in groups or comment in groups uh, regarding pre-qualification letters or pre-approval letters and how you're willing to show as many houses as it takes without either of those. What a time waster you are. What a time waster you are. I guess I'm a time waster. What a time waster you are, both for the sellers who shouldn't be wasting time with buyers who are not serious, and for yourself. Clearly, you have more time than you let on. Well, maybe I come off that way, but also maybe I'm just really fucking good at my job. Let's talk about it. Here's the thing. And by the way, thank you for uh, for reaching out, because even though it's a, a little bit of a, a shit starter, appreciate that, um, you make a good point. I disagree with it. You make a good point, and I'm gonna I'm gonna explain exactly why, exactly how it doesn't waste time, and how my processes work, so that we can clear that up and hopefully encourage others to deploy a similar tactic, to do better, ultimately do better for their clients. It's interesting, you know. We we talk about you hear of bank overlays. A lot of times, folks will will switch lenders. They'll go from one one mortgage company to the next because one of them has more strict criteria to qualify for their loans. It's called an overlay, right? So there may be a specific set of, of standards that uh, in order to be uh, in order to be backed by the government, right? A loan has to meet certain criteria, but a bank can put additional criteria and qualifications right over the top of of the basic stuff that's required to write better paper, right? To, to have a higher quality of loan. Does that make sense? So we call these overlays, different conditions that must be met to qualify for a loan. And buyers get frustrated with it. Agents get frustrated with it. They shit talk the, the, the mortgage companies, the brokers and, and, uh, and lending companies alike. And it's interesting because then we, we, we listen to all the agents and the customers bitch and moan about it. And then you watch agents step out and basically do the exact same freaking thing for their own business. They put all these overlays, they make they, they make it difficult to work with them because there's all these extra overlays, all these extra things that a prospective customer has to meet certain qualifying criteria to be able to 
be graced with the presence of the agent? How difficult are you to work with? We have to remember that our time isn't the only time that's valuable. And just because you go out and show somebody homes that doesn't have a pre-approval doesn't mean that they're the only person you work with and that you drop everything, right? You don't just drop everything to go take them out, but you absolutely can fit them into your schedule. Let's talk about how this works. I see a lot of agents say, well, uh, you know, they'll comment and they'll say, yeah, James, I, I could see showing one or two homes, but I'll be damned if I'm going to show more than that. Now I need them to show me that they're serious. You know, I've said this before, but I'm going to say it again. How the hell is somebody supposed to know what they want to buy if they can't go out and look at the goddamn houses? How the hell, how the hell are they supposed to know that, they, that, that what they're looking for exists in, in a price range that might even be potentially realistic if they can't go out and actually see the freaking product? I've watched people go out and go, gosh, I really would love to move from a three-bedroom house to a four- or a five-bedroom house only to show them a four-bedroom house and then go, Jesus Christ, these are the next group of homes in, in, in my price range. If I want if I want a four-bedroom house that's, you know, in my price range, this is what I get. These rooms are the size of sardine cans. I can't do that. Shit, I think I'm just going to stay put, stay where I'm at for now. No problem. But they wouldn't know unless they had a chance to go look at it. It's not for me to decide what's right and wrong for somebody, but Jesus, like, I, it's like going to a, a car dealership. Do they do they require you to get pre-qualified for a loan on a vehicle before they let you test drive it? No, they don't. Because how do you know what vehicle you might want to save for if you if you don't have a chance to get inside of it and see if it even works for you? I don't know. Like if I want to go buy a a, a I don't know a midsize SUV for fifty grand. Then, like, how do I know that that midsize SUV that I've got my heart set on that I'm saving up for is even going to work when I get there if I can't go and try it out? See if the car seats that I have and the boosters that I have fit in it. Test test drive it out. Learn more about the vehicle. Look at it. Sit inside of it. The guys, I don't walk into a car dealership and then have them say, "Hey, man, it don't no, don't even look at it. Don't even open that door until we get you, until we run your credit." Till we make sure that you're even potentially qualified to buy a house or excuse me, to buy a car. That's not what they do. No, they're like, yeah, man, get in there. Check it out. All right, Reron Nation, listen up. I'll get you back to the show in a sec, but I got to talk to you about something real fast. Whether you've heard me say this before or not, hear me now. There are two things, not one, but two things that agents need to have on their own to really control their own business and be truly independent. The first, you've got to be able to lead gen for yourself. And the second, you need to own your own systems. That's right. If you're deep in the weeds of whatever CRM, website, or tools that your brokerage provides, then you just don't truly own and control your own business. And if you don't believe me, let me tell you, you can try leaving that brokerage and see how easy it is to take it all with you. Trust me, I've been there and it sucks. But I've got great news. Here at Reroll, we've invested in building something just for you. Our new contactical system is built on enterprise-grade software and includes everything you need in a system to run and control your real estate business. And this isn't some affiliate deal either. My business partner and I put this together and managed it ourselves. I actually had it built for my real estate business, and now it's available to you. I want to give you a 14-day free trial. Just head over to reraw.com forward slash CRM. 
You'd probably call it a CRM too, but really, this thing is a full-on business management system. It includes a simple CRM and an app for your phone to go with it. You've got your agent website. Actually, we give you unlimited sites, single property pages, lead gen, landing pages, funnels, all of it. It gives you the automation you need. You can leverage that for lead gen or just to set up your drip campaigns. And if you prefer more personal interaction, you can send one-off manual communications too. We include a dialer for both inbound and outbound calling, reputation management tools, personalized online schedule, and more. It's just great because Contactical has it all. It's powerful and comprehensive, which allows you to consolidate multiple services into one and really save a ton of money. And it's got more features, by the way, than you're probably going to need when you start. But here's the cool part. It's one flat price. So you can grow your business over time and not worry about spending more dough to unlock extra features. It's all already in there. Anyway, I'll get you back to the show, but first, go get your 14-day free trial. No setup fees or contracts. Just head over to reraw.com forward slash CRM. Get your free trial, invest in your freedom, and finally, take control of your business. That's reraw.com forward slash CRM. We'll see you there. Shit, my wife and I were looking at new vehicles not too long ago, and we did just that. Vehicle she has right now is just fine. Hell, the rep I work with is the the same guy we worked with on the last several that we vehicles we've had. But it's interesting because he's always happy to show us stuff. He's like, "Oh yeah, man, a little busy right now, but wait, here, let let's go take it for a test drive. I got time for you, of course, no problem. You guys gonna buy something right now? Nah, man, we're just doing some research. Right on. Well, let's do it. Let's do it together. He wants to be part of that conversation. You've got to want to be part of that conversation. A lot of people say, ah, there's no better place to, you know, to get to know a client. Have your buyer's consultation out in the field. That That's my attitude, by the way. I like to go out there and meet people in the field because it helps me learn about them. Now, I want to, I want to do a very quick disclaimer and kind of tangent. I want you to remember something. What it is, it is not your job to put yourself in a vulnerable position, uh, for the sake of your health and safety. So I'm not suggesting that you go do a buyer consult out in the field and and forego whatever your normal routine process is at the office. The reality is, is meeting somebody at your office or in a public space before you take them out to see houses is, is a strategic and quite frankly, a safe move so that you can actually learn a little bit about the person you're about to take out into the field, right? Instead of going into like a vacant home or something like that. And then all of a sudden become the next headline in a newspaper, right? For a terrible crime or something like that, right? We don't want you to put yourself in a bad position. So that's that's not what I'm sa- suggesting. You, this isn't about compromising your health and safety. But I will always take clients out to see homes. As many as they want, doesn't matter. I don't care if they want to buy a house in three or four years. We can go look at houses when they want. They understand that if I have other clients that are actively purchasing or if I have uh, inspections to go to or, you know, a listing appointment that I'm headed on, it's fine. Because what I tell them is, hey, guys, I actually have a couple of appointments. Shocking that I would work with more than one customer at a time. I have a couple of other appointments. Um, But it looks like I could fit uh, some showings in on this day or that day. How does this time or that time work for you? And then we get out there and we look at stuff because it gives them the opportunity to learn more about the product that is on the market. Now, some of you are saying, well, James, if they're not looking to buy for two or three years, the prices are going to be completely different then. Yeah, they might be. That's fine. I don't give a shit. 
The reality is, is I want them to understand the different products that are out there. I had a client that wanted to look at houses that were $2 million. What they wanted, what they realistically wanted, was a $4 million house. They eventually grew their budget to 4 to $5 million. And then there were certain things in the 4 to $5 million houses that just didn't cut it for them. And I had to take them into a $10 million home so that they could see the difference between the $4.5 million home and the $10 million home. Like, now do you understand the difference? Do you understand why this is 10 and that's four and a half? And they go, oh shit, yep, I get it. Okay, yep, I don't need that that house. I'm happy where I'm at. Or they could have come back and said, you know what, not worth it. If I can't get up what I want for four and a half, I'd rather buy on a different, different coast. Whatever, doesn't hurt my feelings. But they're not gonna know unless they go in and see. And you might say, well, how dare you inconvenience the seller? What are you talking about? The seller put their fucking house on the market. Their job is to get as many eyes as possible in there. How many times does a seller accommodate a nosy neighbor? Do you allow do you allow the nosy neighbor to walk into an open house? Do you find it inconvenient for you when you're sitting at an open house and the nosy neighbor comes walking in just to waste your time? No, you know why? Because there's a possibility that that nosy neighbor may actually be interviewing you on the spot and you don't even know it. So they're thinking about maybe selling their house. You do, it, you do it because you want to try to get their information to maybe have a chance at that opportunity, right? We all need to operate with these types of things in mind. You've got to give people the time of day. These are big-time purchase and sale decisions. There's big-time money that are changing hands, and there's big-time money for you to make. Don't be afraid to actually work for it. I will always show without pre-approval or pre-qualification because to me, it doesn't matter. The number of times in my 10th year now, the number of times in almost 10 years, okay, I've been, so I'm over nine, nine full years, so nine years and three months, so right, I'm in my 10th year right now. And in all the time I've been practicing, I can count on one hand how many times I've been screwed over by a buyer that didn't have a pre-approval or a pre-qualification, and that's only in the event that you define being screwed over as somebody who wanted to see a house who didn't end up purchasing. The reality is it doesn't matter to me. I have one client right now, one actual client right now I've been working with for four years. They would have bought a long time ago, but guess what happened? COVID. And they're in a high-risk group. They refuse to go out and see anything. We have different beliefs about how certain things matter or don't matter or what's risky and what's not risky doesn't matter. But I will show them any house that they want to see when they are comfortable and ready to go. And I don't care how long it takes. doesn't bother me. Do I, am I, am I not busy? Do I not have other things to do? Listen, you think whatever the hell you want, but the reality is, is for those who are interested in anything related to real estate, I will find and make the time and I will prioritize appropriately because I am a businessman and I am fully capable of doing something so simple as prioritizing. It's not difficult. Don't make it difficult. Why do we make it difficult? These things seem silly to me. Now, some people say, well, you can't get into certain houses without a pre-qualification or pre-approval. That's very true. Some sellers may not allow their house to be shown unless it is to a pre-approved buyer, and that is okay. You know what I let my client know? Because I, again, am a professional and I'm capable of communicating. 
It's very simple. I say, hey, just a heads up, just a heads up, there are certain places that may not let us see the property without this. So I just want you to be aware of where your potential limitations lie. And they say, understood. No problem. If the seller won't let us in, understood. Thank you. Thank you for setting the appropriate expectation, James. And you can do the same. So I'm going to leave it there. I think that's enough. But don't don't put overlays on working with you. The harder it is to access you as an agent, the more qualifications and criteria that people have to meet and provide to ultimately be able to work with you, the less money you will make because you are hard to work with. All right? Stay the course. Remember something. Real agents work. Make sure you are one of them. Hit me up, james at reraw.com if you have any questions, comments, concerns, threats, whatever it may be. And uh, you can also text me at any time, 949-379-2850. Join my Facebook group if you are a uh, a licensed agent. Uh, it's the Real Estate Raw Facebook group. And for the love of all things holy, don't forget to crush the five-star review on wherever you're listening to uh, this podcast on and share it with a couple of people, all right? Thanks so much for being here. We'll catch you on the next one.